hold on to your hats. The countdown to the biggest wellness event of the year is on. Join our side August 15 and 16 in Melbourne for not one, but two days of powerhouse wellness featuring 11 of Australia's most inspiring, entertaining, educating, fermentating speakers. Damo, what is fermentating? MP, I'll tell you at the summit. Your favourite wellness couch speakers are joined by special guest Nat Kringudis on all things hormones and female health. Join the Up For A Chat girls, the wellness guys, the natural nutritionist Steph Lowe, Kale Brock, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witt, Marcus Pierce, and the rest of your favourite wellness couch podcasters. Regular and VIP tickets are still available, but hurry before this summit is sold out. For tickets, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. The Wellness Summit is proudly brought to you by Well & You. Be someone that makes you happy. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness to your lives. And Brett, you and I, together without Damo, while he's driving through the mountains, and we didn't want to really cut out, uh, have any cutouts from today's show. But uh, it's exciting to just be on the show with you, man. I know. It's been ages. And the best bit is, we're actually going to get a word in, Lawrence. Without Damien here, having his long-winded you know, questions and answers, you and I are actually going to get to talk a little bit, which would be great. Yes, it's going to be pretty fun. We might have to <laughs> keep this short a little shorter than normal, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're done in 10 minutes. That's right. But, you know, Brett, it's interesting about today's topic because uh, we we're talking about what we're going to talk about today. And, and uh, Brett came across this uh, uh, really kind of uh, awkward I don't know, interesting article that you came <laughs> came about. And uh, we just thought this is actually a really good topic. I think it's a lot of tips uh, on what to do on, on, on really about um, what you have to kind of kind of consider. But more importantly, this this article uh, blew my mind. So would yeah. you like to share to our listeners what, we, what we're talking about today? Yeah, well, today we're going to talk about fashion victims. And we're not talking about Damien Christophe. We're talking about <laughs> something else. And uh, But I'll tell you what, I read this article in the, in the Adelaide Advertiser the other day. And as much as it was... A little bit amusing, let's be honest. I probably shouldn't find it amusing. I probably shouldn't laugh at it, but I did find it a little bit amusing. Um, but also, it's kind of, I guess, a, a symptom of a larger concern. And, and it was all about, I guess, how fashion can be impacting on people's health. And uh, this particular one was a pretty extreme example. It was actually this girl who'd gone out for the day wearing her tight jeans, which were perhaps just a little bit too tight, tight jeans. She'd spent the whole day squatting, helping out her family, doing some work. And by the time she got to the stage where she went for a bit of a break, she, you know, her legs were starting to feel a little bit sore. She decided to have a break. She went for a walk to the park. Um, and by the time she got to the park, she actually fell over because her legs had stopped working. Her legs weren't working properly anymore. And essentially what had happened was she was wearing jeans that were so tight, obviously for, for fashion reasons, wanting to look good. She'd worn the jeans that were so tight that they're actually cutting off the circulation to her legs. Come um, on. She'd you lost serious? control. She'd, she'd lost proper control of the muscles in her legs to the point where the muscles in her legs were starting to essentially break down. This, this process called rhabdomyolysis. Um, sometimes you hear about that for people who go like CrossFit or something and do this really insane exercise and they, they break down the muscles or the proteins in their muscles too much. It actually then causes or can cause damage to the kidneys, can cause muscle pain, vomiting, confusion, all sorts of stuff. So she had literally uh, lost control of her legs, passed out in the or not passed out, but fallen over in the park, couldn't get back up again, ended up having to crawl, we're using her arms, to the edge of the park to hail a taxi 
to get herself to the hospital to get treated with an IV drip because she had worn jeans that were too tight. How's that? Wow, that's actually, uh, that only happens in Adelaide. Just so that the world knows, uh, anybody listening outside of Australia, it only happens in Adelaide. Oh, we don't usually have many tight jeans in Adelaide. Yeah, we've worn, you know, the torn stonewashed jeans and the mullets and, you know, that sort of stuff. So this is quite revolutionary for Adelaide. Yeah, yeah this is, uh, they're just not used to it. That's why, you know, if it's happening in Melbourne, they'll be fine. They, they just, you know, they train their bodies to, to, to have these uh, types of skinny jeans. You know, it's, the funny thing with skinny jeans, and we're talking about fashion and how fashion has actually may not, may have actually impacted on our on our on our wellness and our health and we don't really think about it from that perspective but i remember um recently this is probably going back about six months ago and uh one of the things that with jeans i don't like you know i never used to like wearing jeans because they were you know, they're just tight around me i just you know i just don't like that tight feeling and um but from a fashion point of view you know my wife talks to me like you gotta have those skinny jeans and and, and uh you know it's from a fashion <laughs> perspective i'm like all right well i try you know i went into the store and i tried on these jeans and uh and they were they were super tight like they were talking like i'm talking skinny skinny jeans right and i'm just picturing your uh, skinny little legs with these skinny little jeans for it. <laughs> and it's great oh it's i mean it's, it's so it was so tight like it was so tight that it like literally took me forever just to get it up my leg right <laughs> so just imagine the chain range of like trying to get these jeans on and it's like wrapped around and then doing the other one and i think i think a damien christoph recommended a store to me you know that's probably just something damien would do but um you know so i'm pulling on these jeans right and i like literally you know you button it up and like okay well I'm, as I'm saying, I'm like, you know what? This is actually not too bad. But the, the test for me when I when I go to any store to try on any pants or jeans or anything else is, can I sit down? Right? That's the that's the test. You know, <laughs> can I sit down? Because if no, it's I... not comfortable sitting down, like I sit on planes a lot, and if I can't sit down and, and sit down comfortably, um, I am not buying these pair of pants. And for some reason, I don't know. Maybe it's my butt. You know, <laughs> since we're talking fashion, maybe it's my butt. Something's awkward. Like pants don't fit me really well for whatever reason and you know you, you didn't expect that we we're going to talk about this right so <laughs> I'm, I, losing it. I'm finding it very difficult sometimes to find a really good pair of pants anyway so i digress uh see what happens when damien chris is not here i can actually rant and rave on, on a couple things but anyway so i come out of, of the the room and uh and i try to sit down and i literally can't i probably like felt like this woman here i literally couldn't sit down very well i'm like these <laughs> pants are so freaking tight I can't sit down. There's no way I'm getting these jeans. And and the guy, you know, the 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 you know, I'm not the the salesperson comes up to me and goes, "Oh, how are those pants? Those pants look awesome on you." I'm like, "Well, thanks, but I can't sit down." He goes, "Oh, those are those are designed that way." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, <laughs> he goes "Oh, those are your 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 party like I don't know what he said. It was like going out pants or party pants or something." I'm like, "You're not meant to sit down in them." I'm like, "Go." Oh, well, what's the point of buying a pair of pants just to stand up all day? Like, I don't party. I got two kids. Like, I don't go out and, and you know, go to a bar or anything anymore. Like, I mean, I'm going to wear pants. I'm going to sit down. It's just part of life. Getting in a car would be helpful. It was just it was just funny. So, anyways, yeah. I, when you... People with don't... kids don't buy those pants. Because you've got to, like, bend down, pick stuff up, like, help your kids. Yeah, I, just I, not I need stretchy them. pants. I need uh, I need pants that actually can have a bit of giveaway. But, anyways, going back to the story, I think it's, it's kind of crazy when we think about how... Um, um, we kind of, you know, sometimes it's value system, right? You know, I know in your talk, you talk about the, um, the display model only, uh, you know, <laughs> in your slides. And I love that because sometimes we, you know, let's face it. I mean, I think that it's important to talk about it. There is, um, for a lot of us, we are uh, governed by society and also governed by our own experiences that, you know, sometimes we want to look good. I mean, everybody wants to look good, I think, anyways, and, and a majority of us anyways. And and that's okay. There's no, there's nothing wrong with it. That's the truth. But uh, sometimes we take it to an extreme. 
And that's what we're talking about. When we take it to an extreme that can actually cause harm to us, I think that's when we really got to go, hey, you know, let's let's think back, let's think twice about this and let's do this right. Yeah, well, sometimes you just got to weigh up whether it's worth the price you're paying, don't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, perhaps if you're passing out in the park and, you know, you're having to get a cab to hospital, you know, the skinny jeans may not be for you, I reckon. <laughs> Well, and sometimes, you know, and, and I'm guilty. I'll fully admit on the Wellness Guy show that I remember buying, like, like I said, I, I, I have very difficult time to find buying pants that, that suit me sometimes. And I bought these one pair of pants. It, they look good. And they were really good and were really a great brand name. And, and I wanted to buy them. But, you know, honestly, every time I sat down, my back would be killing me, you know, after an hour or so. And it wasn't like it was yeah. massively tight, but it was just the way it, it, it really torqued on my sacrum. Um, and the way I, you know, and the way it, um, it, it forced uh, my 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 spine and and my posture and my pelvis in a certain position when I sit sat down, it really created havoc. And it's it's like it's like you gotta start thinking: is it actually, you know, is it actually you know just to look good for a little while? Is it actually doing me any favors in terms of health? So, Lawrence, when it comes to the Wellness Summit, I expect to see you on stage in a comfy pair of tracky dags. That's what I'm expecting now. <laughs> hey, my suits are actually very comfy, and they're uh, they're all tailored nicely, and so it fits me just fine, just fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's move on from the jeans. I mean, there's obviously other things as well. I mean, we've spoken probably a number of times on the show about about shoes, but but high heels are, are really an obvious one, aren't they? In, in terms of how they affect your your joints, how they affect your posture, how much pressure they put on. Really, everything from your toes right up to your to the top of your neck, you know, it really does affect the whole rest of your posture. And I think often people don't realize just how much the impact that that a pair of high heels can have. Not that I've worn them personally, but uh, you know how much they can have on the whole rest of your body. And and you know, you see people with just these massive bunions and and you know, bent in big toes because they just spent so much of their life and their time in those high heel shoes. And you know, you see issues with ankles, with knees, with hips, with lower backs. Even even neck issues and headaches uh, because of the way those high heels can affect the posture. And you know, I understand that that for some ladies, you know, in some lines of work and some you know social situations, then then high heels are you know they want to be able to wear their high heels, and and I think that's perfectly fine and reasonable. Um, but maybe it's just a matter of thinking about you know how you do that. And so you know, I know a lot of the ladies in my practice. I'll talk to them about well, you know, could you perhaps just wear you know a pair of slip-on shoes on your way to and from work? You know, and then slip on your high heels when you get to work. You know, could you when you're sitting at your desk, can you just slip the shoes off? You know, do you have to wear these sort of you know restrictive shoes with the big high heels all day, or are there only certain times of the day where that's necessary? So you can just you know start to mitigate the risk of that, I guess. You know, decrease the damage that they're causing to your body because unfortunately they do cause damage. Uh, but it doesn't mean you you can't do it any of the time. You know, the whole point, I guess, of this whole health and wellness is about you know, creating your body to be strong enough and robust enough so that you can deal with some of these challenges that you have as you go through your day. So, you know, it's about being sensible, I think, Lawrence. You know, I think it's it's so true, and and I'll, I'll I'll I guess I'll step in and defend the ladies here as well because I think it's also important that to recognize that some people uh, may not, um, you know you know care so, so as it's not the value high value system and i get that but also yeah. too but there's for certain people it, it is high in their value system to look really nice and that, i have no problems with that at all and you know my wife would be one of those people who 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 uh, for years uh, you know i just banned high heels <laughs> and i was just like she was like can i buy these shoes i'm like no like, it's gotta be there's no heels whatsoever like this is only a little bit i'm like it doesn't matter but anyway so you know I, i've laxed on those things but i remember last year in the summit <laughs> at, at the wellness summit and uh 
And uh, you might see it this year. Maybe we're just, you know, put, pointing it out to it. But Karen Smith, for example, <laughs> you know, if you're listening, and Kim Morrison. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if Cindy was wearing it, but they were in the back, you know. They were they were taking their heels off. After two days of wearing these high heels, it's like, oh, they're so sore. And I feel their pain because I think this happens to guys as well. Because let's face the fact, dress shoes sometimes are not as comfortable either, you know. And Damien Christoph, you know, he, you know, is always telling me to wear, you know, better shoes and nicer sh- shoes and all that stuff. But, you know, when he, I think the wellness summer was also, the same time when he actually bought a brand new pair of shoes but he was just working it in and he was getting blisters everywhere so it's it is painful right and yep. sometimes it is you know i get i get i do understand that certain um uh, parts of our body has to kind of adapt and mold in certain aspects but i think you're right you're absolutely right when it comes to um when we just say with shoes for example i think it's important that we take the time to find ways to improve the situation like you said you know wear running shoes or wear comfortable shoes going to work and leave your high high heels at work and only wear when you need to rather than having to wear you know you know all the whole day for 12 hours you know find ways around it rather rather than trying to uh uh you know create problems i mean as a chiropractor when I was in practicing, when in practicing, there's the the part of standing all day. Like I mean, we stood, we stand all yep. day practicing, in and out, walking from room to room. And the thing is, is that it's important for us to actually, yeah, sure, we want to look good and be pro- professional and look good. At the same time, though, we got to wear the most comfortable shoes that's available because we got to be able to do what we do and and last throughout the whole entire day and and, and not create long term problems because otherwise <laughs> we can't serve people, right? We can't serve our clients when we're not functioning the best. Which is why, Lawrence, sometimes you come into my chiropractic practice and I won't even be wearing shoes at all. <laughs> I'm, not quite, I'm not quite as formal as you in practice, Lawrence. So <laughs> I tend to take things just a little bit more casually. So, but, you know, that's, you're exactly right. And, and there's other things you can do. You know, it might mean that, you know, just when you get home, you spend a bit more time in barefoot. You know, you might even just get a tennis ball when you get home and just roll it around under your foot a little bit just to get some of that movement back into your feet. You know, you might do some of your exercise without any shoes on just to help sort of balance it out and to get some of that function back into your feet. You know, you might also want to make sure you're going to see a chiropractor and they're helping to undo some of those postural stresses and those spine and, and nervous system stresses that you've caused from those postures. So, you know, there's things you can do to mitigate the, the effects as well. And and it really is the long-term effects you need to think about is, you know, what is this doing to my body? What is this doing to my spine and to my nervous system? And how is that going to affect me you know, not just, you know, is it sore immediately afterwards, but what's that going to mean for my body in 10, 20, 30 years time as well? Because, you know, we've both seen it in practice, Lawrence. It can have a pretty huge impact over time. Mm, and I think what we're trying to say is that basically you just got to be aware, like aware that certain things are going to cause stress on the body. And as long as you're aware of it, you can then mitigate it and actually do something about it. I mean, let's go on to the next one with regards to handbags or, you know, man bags. You know I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. you know, like that's, or we, yeah, Brett, you know, you and your man bag, your, your koala back pack uh, that you wear but you know the thing is is that when we wear those uh, handbags which is always on one shoulder right and i have one of those bags like i have one of those uh, the bags that you know that i that i like is a really cool funky bag that but only goes over one shoulder right it's like a you know sort of like a, a carrier case and yeah. but the thing is is that i know it's a problem right i know that that it's it, it's a it's only on one side however one of the key things is that I recognize that, so therefore I over- overcompensate for it. I always constantly switch sides, constantly. Like it's you know more more often than than not. Um, it's no different than sitting. Like I just know that you know for what I do sometimes when I'm on, on online or even recording these podcasts is that I have to sit. But what do I do? I stand up once in a while. Like I might do like right now. I'm actually standing. I'm you know standing and, and squatting and actually you know broadcasting so I can get my mouth to, towards the mic. But it's about changing and being aware and also changing your posture and 
also or changing and adapting that particular fashion to make sure that it doesn't cause harm to your body. Yeah, and, and I think nowadays that happens more and more, especially because people are carrying around laptops as well. You know, you've got your laptop satchel bag that you're carrying over the side, and so, you know, there's even more weight there. And I, I don't know if you've picked up Karen's handbag like, lately, Lawrence, and seen oh, what that's like. But I, let's not talk you know, there just in case they, they get can in be trouble. pretty heavy sometimes, right? So it's about, well, figuring out, and I know this is a touchy subject for some girls, but it's about figuring out how much stuff you really need to have in your handbag. You know, like, does that all really need to be in there? You know, it's like the classic mum's handbag where, like, you can literally, you know, any emergency that eventuates, they've got the necessary tools in that bag just ready to go. Um, Well, it's amazing, though. Like, when you think about this, I I mean, I had that first-hand experience, especially when you're traveling with family. And, um, you know, it it seems weird, but... um, you recognize the amount of stress, especially for, for ladies, you're probably used to, you, you built up the muscle around it. For guys, if you're not used to it, think about going, like say you go to a, you know, go to Bali or Singapore or wherever you're traveling to and you wear a knapsack, right? A knapsack. And the only thing that's in that knapsack is maybe a bottle of water and maybe a camera. Yeah. Now, wear that all day, you know, after a few hours, I don't know about you, but my shoulders start, my traps start to actually start to tighten up. It's because I'm not used to that, wearing something like that constantly. And I recognize like, man, if that's, you know, that's happening, this amount of stress on me, I can imagine what, uh, uh, you know, a lady goes through when they're constantly wearing, uh, uh, um, you know, that same amount of weight or probably more (laughs) in their purse, constantly on that one shoulder. And typically, it's usually, for like most people, one shoulder is easier to carry the handbag than the other, right? Because you created some adaptive patterns to it too as well. So therefore, it only goes on one side and not the other. Yeah, and you know what's even worse than having it on the shoulder, Lawrence, is is the sort of the latest trend. And I know you do this one, Lawrence, which is you know like a, with Paris Hilton, how she has these little handbags and she holds them like sort of out more on her wrist. Oh yes, yes, of, yes, yeah, that, I definitely do that. I but I do switch hands though. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's obviously once again, it's just something you're not conditioned for. It's it's extra stress. It, it often creates like a repetitive strain injuries in and around the elbow, and and so you know. It, it's just about being sensible once again. You know, it comes back to swapping sides. It comes back to figuring out how much weight you really need to have into that satchel bag. It comes back to, you know, if you do need to carry more weight, then you might want to think about having a backpack. You know, you might want to think about actually putting it over both shoulders. You might even want to have a waist strap. I know that's particularly uncool, but, um, you know, there's some nice ones you can get nowadays. And it, it does have such a significant impact on not just your body, not just aches and pains, but when it starts affecting your nervous system, then it can start to affect your overall health as well. So it is really important to consider. And, you know, Lawrence, we've got little kids who are, you know, now starting to head towards school. And so, you know, the, the school backpacks are another big one, aren't they? Oh, my God, it's ridiculous. Like the, the the heaviness of those backpacks. And they have really nothing in it, you know, just other than lunch. And they don't even, my, my daughter doesn't even have books in it yet, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yet they're so heavy to carry because they're bulky and they're not close to the body. And I refuse, you know, the school said, you got to teach your kids a bit of independence and they got to carry their own backpack. I'm like, I'm taking I'm taking that weight of that backpack until they actually absolutely need to when basically, you yeah. know, I, you know, put them on and they're gone. I can't see them anymore. And they're, you know, walking to school, but I'm going to walk from the car to the school with, with the backpack in my hand, because I don't want that stress on her because every single day on her, it's just too much. And there's way too little. Yeah, absolutely. I actually do the same, Lawrence. I'd never even consciously thought about it, but I do do the same thing. And uh, and I tell you, it only gets worse as they get to teenagers because then it becomes particularly uncool to have a backpack and to use both straps of the backpack. Exactly. You, know, you're only, you can only use one because two is just uncool. I'm not quite sure why, but apparently and you, and, you dang, and you dangle it, right? You, they, they, what they do is yeah. they, they, they let go all the straps and then go let the dangle on their butt. And and, yeah. uh, and then and so it's further away just, from your just body. Just creating a bit more leverage. Yeah, that's right. Further away from the body. So what does the body do to compensate? Well, what, they, what the kids do is that they jet their head forward. 
short, right? Because the weight's behind them, yeah. so therefore it's going to be counterbalanced. So what do they counterbalance with? The only thing they counterbalance is their head, and their head jets forward, and then unfortunately that creates more anterior head carriage, which then causes, which is cause you know worse with phones and iPads and, and laptop computers, which we mentioned already. And this is this constant stress on the spine and constant stress on the body is creating havocs in terms of someone's health. Yeah, it does, and and it often leading to you know spinal pressure, spinal curves, scoliosis, all sorts of things. So you know what I often say to these kids, and and I know you know I try not to play into the image conscious side of things too much, particularly with kids. But but really, when it comes to the backpacks, that's why they're doing it that way. Is is it is an image thing, and and I said, you know what's particularly uncool is is scoliosis. You know, like a, a curved spine that's out of shape. You know, if you look at all the research, and what they say is that. Uh, what people like, what people find attractive is symmetry, you know, mm. is when things are in balance. And so, you know, if you are just carrying that bag on your one shoulder the whole time and it's causing a big curvature of your spine there, you know, then then it's putting your body out of shape. And so, you know, it's it's not looking great, but but more importantly, it's not functioning great. And then that's, as you said, the most important thing, how it affects the spine, how it affects the nervous system. Well, not only that too as well, it's also how it affects your emotions. And most people might not have thought about this. I mean, yeah. when you think about, you know, we know that emotions affect our posture, right? It's I tell patients this all the time and I, and I say to them, I go, you know, it's, it's funny how we, you know, what does a, a depressed person look like or someone who's sad? And everybody will give, say, oh, their heads down, their shoulders roll forward, they're hunched over, they shuffle, they shuffle their feet, and they have shallow breath, right? But yet, every single person, no matter where in the world you ask this question, they're always going to answer the same way. Well, where the hell did we ever go to like depression school or sadness school to know that <laughs> posture? No, yeah. it's inherent. It's inherent in human beings. Like that's almost like the nervous system pattern for someone who's sad. But if yeah. if I said to you, what does a happy person look like who's upbeat, who's got high energy? Well, it's always the opposite, right? Heads up, shoulder, chest is up, shoulders back, and they put a smile on their face and they're walking and they're striding. And that's nervous system energy in terms of emotions. Now. But if emotions also affect their posture, right, then yeah. the other way can also affect it too yeah. because it's yeah. a vice versa thing. So as your posture change, which is basically that hunched over look, head forward, looking down because that's the adaptive pattern, what we just talked about regarding backpack or um, slouching and stuff, guess what happens to your emotional state? Well, your emotional state is also stressed because your body remembers that that being sadness and that's going to affect your emotional state and being. So it's important that not just the posture look uh, in terms of your looks, but it actually can affect your emotional being, what's going on inside your head. Yeah, well, and it decreases your body's, I guess, adaptive range. You know, when, when your body is moving right, when your spine particularly is moving right, that actually sends messages back to your brain to release dopamine and serotonin and help your body de-stress. So, mm. you know, if you're maintaining that poor posture over a period of time, it's going to affect the structure of your spine, it's going to affect the function of your nervous system, and it's actually going to affect your body's ability to de-stress, which is super important. And, you know, from the interview with Dr. Bueller, you know, what we've just done, I'm not sure if it's before or after this one, because you should, you know, it's interesting enough to get over patterns that your body adapts. And the adaptiveness is that, you know, as you're hunched over, you're stretching all those ligaments in the back, like the, the, the you know, in the back of our spine, but you're actually tightening up all the, all the muscles and ligaments in the front of the spine, which means that when you created that adapt, adaptation, it's very difficult to change someone's posture after that right because it's it's been stuck in that in, in that state and so therefore it takes a lot of work to kind of recorrect it and repattern because you know it's just almost like if you hunched over for long periods of time and then you try to sit up you can't it's really difficult it's because yeah. your body's already adapted to the pattern if you multiply that by days and months and years that becomes that problem gets worse and worse 
And I'll tell you what, the other time we see that, Lawrence, is often in, in taller people, particularly taller mm. uh, teenagers, yes. um, where they're really conscious of their height and, and often conscious of standing out. It, it seems to be more so with girls than guys. Guys don't seem to mind being tall quite so much, but particularly with girls. And they always try and fit in by, by shrinking themselves down and hunching them down. And, and you see those same sort of postural effects again, don't you? And, and often the same sort of confidence effects. Yeah, and I've never had that problem um, because I'm <laughs> pretty short. So, um, but no, I, I totally agree because especially for uh, effect boys who are like six foot tall and, and, and they grew really really fast and they're a lot taller than and 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 their counterparts you know and the yeah. same age and i see that uh, a lot and what ends up happening is they slouch down unconsciously is because everybody wants to fit in and i get that but the thing is that as you try to unconsciously pull down is that they're they're actually creating a, a terrible posture in their spine but more importantly is guess what happened a few years later all the other boys catches up and now yeah. you actually are going to be the shorter one and actually, you know, in the sense that their posture is all you know, in a terrible shape because you can't get back to that same height. You're going to grow sideways or forward rather than going straight, and uh, which is a huge problem. Yeah. Now, the other one that I see a lot in practice, Lawrence, is the old wallet in the back pocket. Oh, and, you know, nice. invariably they come in and they say to me, yeah, I don't keep it in my back wallet that often. And I look at their jeans <laughs> with the, like the little white marks around where it's like worn out from the edge of their wallet and go... I'm not sure you're telling me the truth. Right? Yeah. And then and, you assess and, their pelvis as well, and then you go, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this massive, you know, stuck pelvis in a big rotation. And that's the thing, right? I mean, in my practice, I, I do some lower force techniques. I use blocks, which are so essentially just wedges that go under the pelvis and allow that to unwind and to adjust. And uh, and essentially, that's what you're doing with this with this wallet, just not consciously and, and not, you know, not in the right place at the right time, but you're just putting a big wedge under the pelvis, which is causing a rotation in your pelvis. And your pelvis is really the foundation for your whole spine. Everything else is built on top of that. So if you're rotating that and causing a twist there, it really affects the whole rest of the body. And it's such a simple thing just to take the wallet from the back pocket and put it into the side pocket, um, but it can actually make a massive difference. It's a huge thing, and we talk. We know we kind of made fun of the ladies who carry a, a whole bunch of stuff in, in their in their um, in their purses. But guys, seriously, <laughs> like I've seen some wallets on you guys, and it's freaking massive. Like you know, it's like a it's a thickness of a novel. Sometimes you know. We're pleased to know that I've downsized mine, Lawrence. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. And, but you know, that's the problem. And and I said, just imagine like that's wedged up, and you go, I don't wear it that often. I go, but just think about how many times you actually sit down in a car, um, you know, sitting in for breakfast, or even sitting in the waiting room, or whatever. It's one side just wedged up against and has forced that pelvis into that one position as you mentioned and so i think it's really important to kind of think about how it affects you and it's not like we it's one-sided it's not like you can switch switch sides you know that you only got one wallet typically so it just think about how it's actually affecting you but also the phone as well it's the same thing right a phone yes i know the iphone is you know can be a little bit bendable and stuff but still like putting in the back pocket is not a good idea because it really does force your 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 pattern of, of the pelvis in in, in uh, an extreme um pressure and going back to phones for a second uh going to the phones now i mean it's the same thing the phones are you know sometimes they, i guess you know for those people with the samsung and an iphone 6 plus or whatever it's it's pretty big it's almost like a mini ipad but at the end of the day you're still looking down like i don't care how big that screen is um you're sort of in that forced position of looking down um that is another fashion thing that you know everybody carrying around smartphones all the time but what what's happening in society is that we're always on our phones you know, yeah, and, and, uh, and iPads and tablets and, yeah, and all of those things. It's yeah. a huge thing, and, and that's crazy. It's not just in kids. It's, you know, what you're seeing in kids is also happening to you. You just might not notice it as much, but we're attached to that phone 24-7, and uh, that's cre- creating a huge, huge problem. Yeah, and I tell you what, it's really scary. I mean, you look at the, the postures that these kids are maintaining, and you see kids as young as, you know, two years old who are already adept at using these phones. 
And you think, you know, they, they, and they hunch themselves into this unbelievably tiny little ball as they hunch over this phone and playing games and whatever. And you think, well, you know, t- typically, you know, historically, people would have been heading into the workplace and they wouldn't have really been sort of stuck fixated in a, you know, in a slumped posture position maybe until they started work at, you know, 20 years old perhaps. Whereas now we're seeing those sort of same static postures being initiated in kids who are two years old and you think what is their spine going to be like by the time they get to 20 let alone 40 50 60 years old you know i think we're really looking at a pandemic of spinal issues and postural issues that that in in a couple of decades time are going to be huge as a result of these built-up stresses over years and decades starting at a younger and younger age when the spine is less developed when the muscles are less developed I think it's going to be a huge problem. It is. And I think it's just being aware and, and being aware and constantly being reminded. We all know this stuff. But the thing is, is that, you know, are you doing something about it? And I'm, I'm, I'll, be, I'll be honest and I'll say, listen, sometimes I'm on the phone when I shouldn't be. And I recognize and go, you know what? I need to put that down. Like I literally need, because we're so unconsciously um, attached to it that we forget how unconsciously attached yeah. to our other phones and i think so i need to make sure that i'm aware of it and i gotta be held accountable i tell my wife like listen there's no phones around the dinner table right no yeah. and, and sometimes it's just like oh but i gotta send this and it's like just breathe stop that email can be sent later or that text yeah. can be sent later and so it's important that you have accountability with your family um and and it's also what are we teaching our kids when we're also doing that when we're texting uh, or using our phone while we're eating then we're actually creating they're basically a, a a a norm to say that's okay and so therefore when they grow up we're going to be the ones who are going to be pissed at them for saying you know why aren't you guys talking and why are you guys, why are you guys on your phone well it's because we kind of created that yeah, and you know, I actually use the flight mode in my phone because because it is it's it's really hard sometimes when you've got stuff to do and it's beeping at you and you get notifications and you get whatever and it's just so easy just to pick it up and to try and deal with that then and there and so I actually started using the flight mode. I'll just put my phone in flight mode for half an hour or an hour or you know whenever I've got something important going on, I, I stick it into flight mode so that it just takes away the temptation. And I've even got a thing on my phone called Good Sleep. It's a, it's an app that you can put on there. And it does a couple of things. One of the things it does is it um, changes the light on the phone for, depending on the time of day. So it actually dulls down the light in the evening and makes it more of a yellow light so it doesn't affect you quite so much, which is pretty cool. Um, but it also automatically, you can set a time at night and a time in the morning and between those times, it automatically puts your phone into flight mode. So you're not getting any of those like notifications in the middle of the night and tempted to you know go over and check what's happening on Facebook at you know whatever time you wake up in the middle of the night or whatever. Oh, it's so true. It, it yeah. automatically puts it into flight mode, which is great. So, you know, little tools like that that you can use just to help, uh, you know, break that, that habit and probably that addiction for many people to the phone and allow you to break that postural stress because we know that, you know, in order to break the static load in your spine that comes from that postural stress, you know, all it takes is, is a few moments of standing up straight and relaxing and stretching. You know, it can be, you know, seconds to minutes to help to break that postural load and, and then you can sort of reset and start again. Um, but you just need to, you know, you need to break that pattern sometimes. Well, I mean, just talking about the phone and flight mode, I think it's really important that I don't even get why people have their phones beside them in the bed. 
Like you don't need notifications in the middle of the night, you know, unless you're using your phone for measuring your sleep or whatever. But if you are, just use it on flight mode because the the, the, the constant Wi-Fi radiation and also the Bluetooth radiation and also like the, you know, just the cell tower radiation is just ridiculous. And so you, I never want to have that thing on me. The only time ever it's ever close to me is actually when I'm in a hotel room because, you know, in sleeping, there's not much, you know, I can't put it in the room. So I usually <laughs> definitely put it on flight mode. And I think it's really important from your sleep perspective is that you definitely put it on flight mode. So does that mean, though, Brett, as we end this off, is does that mean, I mean, one of the things we talked about is obviously being aware and then changing patterns, you know, being being smart about things, you know, wearing shoes in the right time and appropriate times, um, you know, where, you know, wearing your handbags and left and right. We talked about, um, you know, laptops, you mentioned about laptops. So does that mean that you should be buying a lighter laptop and more functional laptop rather than the brick of a PC that you actually have? <laughs> Just saying, right? Just saying. My you laptop think- is really light. So I, I actually, I, st- I had a look at a new lighter laptop just the other day. It's a beautiful Toshiba, Lawrence. You'd love it. And well, uh, and I think that's going to be my next one. It looks really cool. Well, I don't know. The Mac, uh, the MacBook with the 0.95 kilograms, uh, it's, uh, it looks pretty light <laughs> to me. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this particular episode with Brett and I. And really more importantly, just be, hope it made you aware of being consciously aware Aware of the things that you do every single day. What we didn't talk about is, I'll just sort of end this off on this note, is that you do things every single day of your life, getting in and out of a car, taking a shower, or you know, washing your hair, or eating, or sitting down in your office. You get up the same way as you do, did yesterday, typically. And those patterns are continuous. Unless you are aware of those patterns actually causing you stress on your body, you're not going to change them. So make sure you study yourself each and every single day and look at it and evaluate and whether or not they need to change or adapt it so that you can actually have better health and so have less impact on your body. Guys, hope you enjoyed this podcast. Go to facebook.com slash um, The Wellness Guys or The Wellness Couch. Love you for your like us and comment um, below this particular episode to tell us what you think about this and maybe share some of your ideas on how to improve your posture, your health, and actually decrease your uh, your um, the physical stresses that are on your body. Share this podcast with your friends or families and other strangers you think need a wellness update. Subscribe to us on iTunes. That's how people are going to be able to find us and get the show across to the world and get to the, to listeners and create more listeners for us. And uh, you know, leave a comment below this particular, uh, on iTunes as well. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Couch Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.